Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm Quincy Valentine and welcome to the Valentine Experience. This is my very first episode of this podcast. I've been pondering and thinking for the last year exactly how I was going to go about it, how I was going to get myself in a place to build enough courage to actually do this podcast. And, you know, after listening to uh, Charlemagne's book, um, Shook Ones, um, there's a part where he speaks on uh, you have about five seconds to talk yourself out of basically anything that you're going to do. So um, I took that extra five seconds and, you know, I put things in perspective and I was able to pull everything together, all the essentials, so that I can go ahead and bring this podcast to the world. Um, so without further ado, this is the very first episode of Quincy Valentine's Experience. I duly hope that you uh, enjoy this. Thank you. Today was supposed to be a monumental occasion because I get to record my very first podcast, right? But I can't help to think about how the nation is in turmoil and how we're dealing with it. We have so much going on from the looting to the riots to the protest and there's nobody with any type of solution i'm a person that believes that the looting and the rioting although i'm not doing it i understand it and the reason why i understand it is because it's a systematic thing systematic oppression we don't have anything as far as black folks we don't have anything that can oppose or stop anybody from moving forward in life. But there's a system in place for us that constantly stops us from being great. Or we have to be extremely exceptional in order for us to be recognized with our white counterparts. And it has to stop. I look at the situation that happened with George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and it's crushing. It's crushing in so many different ways. One, I believe we're, de- we're desensitized to killings, right? And to dive deep in that is that we constantly share somebody's anguish and their ultimate demise on social media platforms over and over and over again. And we don't have no general understanding of what life truly means. The second part is that of that is there's never any type of accountability. So... Me as a black man, a 34-year-old black man, I can walk outside and I don't know if I'm going to make it home tonight. And that scares me for my daughter because my daughter is going to be six years old in July. And I'm more scared that my daughter is not going to grow up without a father than me dying. And it's hard for people to understand or grasp that concept because my daughter, your, your child, you're your child's first superhero. So from my daughter to lose what she would deem her superhero will probably crush her. And I see people like, well, you know, George Floyd was a criminal or he was into this, or I'll see a lot of us black folks. And, and I put that in quotations. I wish you guys could see me, but I put it in quotations due to the fact, cause a lot of these black folks have Stockholm syndrome, right? Where they align with their masters and they, they are constantly reveling in, oh, well, black-on-black crime. What about that? I'm not talking about black-on-black crime. 
Like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about black on black crime. And this is the realest shit I'm going to say because there's, we're the only ones that have that. There's no white on white crime. There's no Asian on Asian crime. It's only black on black, right? That's not a phrase that we coined, but we adapted it. It's part of our rhetoric. It's part of the things that we say consistently. And all these things that we've, these bad habits that we've learned from our oppressors, we need to unlearn these things so we can put in position and and start to organize and strategize how we're going to move forward for the next 40 years. I want to leave something of lineage here, some legacy for my daughter. And I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not the political type. I'm not one of those people that think they know everything. But I think I know a little bit about a little bit that knows, that's, that's connected to something else or however you want to put it. But I feel as though that we've lost the art of communication. We've lost the, we, we only sit back and we get mad. We don't speak about our feelings, right? We don't think about the next person. We're, we're taught to be individuals and I'm speaking to us black folks, right? We only think about ourselves. And for once, we need to start thinking about how we're gonna move forward as a cohesive unit. And I know a lot, a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's not going to solve anything if we loot or do anything. But, I mean, if you tear enough people's shit up, right, eventually they're going to either implement laws that are going to be harsh and make the situation worse than what it is, right? Or the other flip side of the coin is that they start hearing us out. And they say, hey, listen, this is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to move forward as a people. But... It doesn't help where it shows that there's separatism between the black, the black folks. It, it doesn't help. The problem is, is that it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't touch a specific black folk until it touches them. And what I mean, it has to come to their front door. It has to affect them directly. It has to direct, affect their pockets. And then they go, well, you know, we need to do something about it. Why does it take all that? Just my thoughts on it. I'll be back with you guys shortly. For my next segment, welcome back. Let's start there. If you're just tuning in, I'm Quincy Valentine, and welcome to the Valentine Experience. So... I just thought that due to the fact that my last segment, I spoke on, um, slightly spoke on racial injustice and my perspective on it. I figured I'd give you guys something a little lighter. So, what is love and how do you measure it? And in all my 34 years of living, I don't think I've grasped the concept of exactly what love is. And... The closest thing to true love I've had is my daughter. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I think I think love in a lot of ways is situational with <laughs> with potential loves of your life and all this stuff that we try to we try to mask and say, "Hey, we listen to love." I think. A lot of people's perception of love is conditional, right? It's like, 
what have you done for me, right? What is it that what is it that you're doing for me right now that will continue to keep me in love with you, right? I think it's quite interesting because uh, they say that you have three great loves in your life. I don't know where that came from. I think it was a Bronx tale, something like that. But they say that you have three great loves in your life. And I think that I can honestly say that I've had, I'm not going to put a number out there, but I've had some, some great loves, um, some past loves. But then as I've gotten older and I went to therapy and I've dealt with people for years, on top of years, I've kind of grasped the concept of what love can be. And love is based on your perception of what you need from the other person. And it's not necessarily conditional, right? But it kind of is. And the reason why I say that is because I don't think you ever fall out of love with someone. The love just changes, right? You always, unless they did something catastrophic to you, that there's no coming back. But for the most part, love is... It's consistent, and it changes over time, right? And the reason why I say that is because when you first, and I put quote-unquote, fall in love with someone, it's puppy love, right? We fall in love, and we get to this place of euphoria, right? And then you get to the honeymoon phase, the honeymoon stage. And then... At the honeymoon stage, now you really kind of see the direction that this situation is going to go in, right? Do you see this person possibly being, you know, a mother or a father to your child? And then so forth and so on. It's interesting because the way my mind works is that I still have love for the people that I've come across with. But the love has changed tremendously. And I think you strategically place people in positions that are going to be beneficial when you're in certain points of your life. It's the same reason why someone can break up four years prior and then come back and say, hey, listen, you were the one. It's because it's not that they went out to test the waters, but they understood that no one can give them the potential or help them reach the potential that they possibly can in life besides that person, right? Or bring the best out of them. So when I say, hey, listen, if I ever say, hey, I love you, my love is it's to the point, it's precise, and it's always, 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 always strategically placed. And the reason why that is because years ago, years ago, I had trust issues and it didn't formulate because of the women I dealt with, but it formulated for other reasons I choose not to speak of. So it's crazy now being an adult and being able to compartmentalize the way I love. And it's hard to get people to really grasp the concept because 
I think everything through, right? Even though on the surface it may not seem as though I'm thinking everything through, I am wholeheartedly, right? I'm very precise on what I say, how I say it, whoever's in front of me, right? It's the same way you, when you go into a job and you're a manager, you don't speak to the same way, you don't speak to Karen the way you speak to Sam. Um, when it's time to have that coaching opportunity, right? So I think that I think that love is truly what you make it. And as I'm recording this podcast, I'm grasping, I'm having another epiphany about my perspective on love. So you guys be blessed. Peace. I want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. I truly appreciate you listening to the very first episode of the Valentine Experience. Again, I'm Quincy Valentine. I truly, truly, hopefully wish you guys come back as I look to unpack and unload different topics, subjects on a weekly basis. Until then, peace, love.